Today on Talk About That, I don't read the fine print on a monthly service and ponder music artists who look nothing like their names. Meanwhile, John saves a bunny and wonders if his dog is really a good boy. Plus a conversation about repurposed sermon illustrations and repurposed jokes. Today's episode is not sponsored by The Dentist. Have you been flossing? Go ahead. Lie to us. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Let's do it. Hey, what's up out there? It's another Monday, another episode of Talk About That. I'm John, here with my good friend, Johnny. Hey, guys. I don't know. I wanted to let you talk, but then you always get weird if I do that. No, it's fine. I didn't want to. You did the right thing. Cut me off. Well, it's it's a very natural thing. You got to set parameters for a guy like me. Well, we need boundaries. Boundaries are important. Talk a lot. Did you ever read boundaries? I think it's so funny. Like, I'm a... I did the Dave Ramsey thing for so many years, and uh, I don't know if I ever did it. Like, I'm one of those guys that like I would listen to the show and I would go, "I'm a Dave Ramsey guy," but I don't think I ever fully did like hardcore envelopes for everything and stuck with it for a very long time. But the principles and everything. But anyway, he references that book a ton. Yeah. Uh, in when he whenever somebody calls, well, you need to get the book Boundaries by Henry Cloud. So it's like I. It's almost like people who say they. They reference the Bible, but they've never read the Bible. Right. I think I'm that way with Boundaries, Henry Cloud. So I think I know everything that's in it. Yeah. Well, you need to read Boundaries. Have you read it? No. <laughs> you know, it's like people that reference 1984. It's the same thing. It's like, it's like 1984 out here, man. Orwell knew. It's like, yeah. have you read it? No. I, I just feel like <laughs> this feels like what I've heard <laughs> right. somebody on MSNBC say was going to be like. I think a lot of culture right now is a... We don't, we, we have an assumption and someone is telling us what we're being told, but we're not actually hearing it. Like there's so much in the sort of political climate, like they're telling you what you're being told, but not, you're not actually being told that necessarily. I think it goes back. Like, again, we did that, the racism book, like someone would go, I'm just so tired of being called a racist. And we'd be like, Hey, uh, who can you name someone who was calling you racist? And, yeah. the, and they rarely ever could. Like, yeah. well, no, I don't know. Well, then who told you someone was calling you racist? Like, that's that's really right. what the narrative is about. To. Right. Yeah, who's trying to monetize that rage, honestly? Yeah. I mean, if we're being honest, that's what it's about on all sides, monetizing rage, which yeah. is the new name of my podcast. <laughs> monetizing rage. you can rage. find on Stitcher and wherever you get fine podcasts. Oh, my goodness. Or this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be fine, per se. Oh, that's true. Fine is very overrated. Yeah. I um I was thinking about something the other day. This is a weird intro. There's no there's no segue possible for this, but <laughs> I was there was a a song that came on the radio, famous nineties artist, and I was like and I started thinking about if you told somebody 
they're listening to a song. They're like, you're like, yeah. It was it was a song, uh, "Fly Away" from the '90s. And I was like, this is a jam, dude. And I was like, I was like, this is a jam. And then like, if my niece was to say to me, "Who sings this?" and I would go, Lenny Kravitz, and she'd go, like, what would you picture if I said Lenny Kravitz? <laughs> like, he's from this this uh, mixed race family. You know, he had a black mother who was on the Jeffersons, mm-hmm. white father who was like this powerful uh, Jewish lawyer, I think. And so he just kept his name, his real name. He didn't go, I'm going to be this. I'm going to have to. But this big black guy with dreadlocks is named Lenny Kravitz. Right. And that is so crazy to me. It'd be like if Beyonce was named Fran Lebowitz. You know what I'm saying? And she just went with it. She was like, I don't look, I'm not going to be Beyonce. I'm here and I'm Fran Lebowitz. You can take it or leave it. I just love the boldness of it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, if you're out there, Lenny, we love you. I'm trying to think of other artists out there that have non artists. Their name doesn't fit. You know, you know, sometimes you try to sound tougher than you are. And then you see the real person. Like, I remember when I heard about Moby. Yeah, and then you see him, and it's just this like balding DJ, and you're like, "That's Moby." Oh wow, yeah. that's Moby. I can. And you're like, yeah. I need a one. I need like one. Lenny Kravitz should be Moby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They should just trade. <laughs> right. Like Moby looks like a Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, stereotypes are fun. They are. It's good to. I don't know. It's like when you hear somebody on the radio, and then you see. We've talked about that before, I think. But when you see them in person, yeah, and you go, "That's not. That's not." At all, when I thought your voice was gonna, right? You, that your voice does not match you at all. Sometimes it does. Every now and again, yeah. We did that one time. We did a show with um, famous radio guy in the Christian market. It was a guy named Dawson McAllister. Oh yeah. And I'm Dawson McAllister from Dawson, Dawson McAllister, McAllister Live. Live. On the next, next Dawson, Dawson McAllister, McAllister Live, he said his name yeah. a lot. A lot. Love the sound of his own. I guess it's a branding thing. He kind of caught on early on. This is what you need to do. Well, yeah. I guess Say it, your name gets a lot. it in there, and, and it's a cool name. I'm Johnny with Talk About That. Uh, this is John. He's going to talk about that on the next, next talk, talk About, about that. that. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Anyway, he knew to kind of push the brand. But when we saw him, and he was this older guy, long, scraggly black hair, Almost like curly, like a pockmarked face. He had like a single ear. I want to say he had a single diamond earring. Maybe. He was just a strange character. It didn't fit the radio voice. No, at all. I mean, he's, yeah. And so I don't know what was going on there. But yeah, Dawson McAllister, if you're out there, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) He was great. I wonder if we fit our voices to people. Well, yeah, because when we started going, we talked about that too. When we we started the video, it's like people get to see. Of course, I'm internationally famous so it doesn't matter people sure. already know sure people everyone already, already knew what, it's just a matter of what level where am i at in the spectrum of thin and fat like you know what i'm saying like people go oh okay that's the current johnny <laughs> i'm like an amorphous i just i change i'm like oprah you don't know where i'm at you know, you know how many carbs have i had that day you know if the, if you're watching this yeah on our youtube channel which still it, it boasts a modest following mm. by modest i mean He's pretty small still. You know, we so start that, yeah. That's fine. But it basically helps us get clips out of here. Uh, to, that the we video. Do, does. We get a lot of yeah. We yeah. get a lot then of views on the clips. But you may notice, you know, we normally have a wide shot that then we clip out to each side, and now yeah. we finally have. In fact, Jeffrey, all three cameras. Our producer friend Jeffrey was just here. Now, now we're using all three cameras, and so you might notice. Yeah. That the thing about the wide shot was is it's we were actually were wider. 
on the edges. Yeah, it's like a fisheye kind of lens. Yep. Or a wide angle lens. So at the edges of the wide shot, it kind of rounds off. Yeah. And so when you zoom in on that part of the shot, it makes us look rounder. I think and, you told uh, me that I well, I forget what you said to me the other day. I can't remember, but I was you basically like, like you, John, look like you look 10 like ten pounds of crap in a five pound bag. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't I it wasn't nice. You were like, dude, you look like you're about nine hundred pounds. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I, I've gained some weight. About 800 pounds. And I've lost some weight, and I've gained some weight, uh, and I'm in the middle of trying to lose again. But I don't think – but I'd like to think that that lens yeah. made it worse than it really is in real life. So. That's what we – the camera adds 900 pounds. That's what they say. Yeah. You weren't the only person I heard that from, by the way. So, Do uh, you know – I was thinking last night, because uh, I go to Planet Fitness – which is its own culture. Have you ever been to Planet Fitness? Were you ever a member? Um, no, I've never been a member. Of Pl- I, I have jokes about I, it. It's a very purple. Yeah, and I've seen. I've been inside. Yeah, it's very know. one of those like accessible gyms. Right. It's nine ninety five. Come on in, and you know this is your entry level into the world of fitness. You've you've not picked up a weight in ages, sir. Just get in here. Here's here's a key fob, and you go. Right. And they've been very kind to me, and it's fine. And I like it because it's a shame-free environment. Right? It's cheap. Yeah, it's the whole like uh, judgment-free. Judgment-free is right. what it was. Shame-free is the one I'm going to open. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Some people should have shame. I think shame is. Let's bring it back. <laughs> but I was thinking last night about curves. Okay. And how it failed. Like curves was a big thing in the '90s, and it was the idea. I think was we women can go work out without feeling like men are leering at them. Yeah. That's what I felt like it was. Like men aren't allowed it. This is a women. It's a, gy- a gym for women, yeah. and men are not going to be leering at you. And then it failed. And I was thinking about it last night. I was like, I wonder if it failed because women go to the gym sometimes to get leered at by men. That's an interesting thought. <laughs> you know? wow. I'm not trying to say all women, but I'm saying like they didn't mind it. Sometimes so women go to to meet men at a gym, or they go like they want to look at men or whatever. So you go into like a bunch of women, and you're like, well, this is. Seventeen bucks a month. I'm never going to see again. Uh, this is certainly a topic. This feel. Listen, I'm not saying I'm a. You and I have no. I would clue. love to know. I would love to know from someone who was a member of Curves if they were like, no, it was a totally great thing, and I hate it when it went away because now I got to go back to the dumb gym and get hit on. While I'm just trying to get my treadmill workout done. Some guy wants to come over and hit on me, but I just know that there's probably a few women out there that are like, I, they're fixing their, they're doing a big updo on their hair to go to the gym. I've seen these women come in. They've got a blowout done in their hair, and they're. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a it's a thing. It's a gym. Is like a it's a meat market. I have nothing to say <laughs> about any of this. Uh, I'm just saying, like everybody's not, well, like when women. Did you women first are not discover. <laughs> but listen, the women are women. Nonsense. Women are not a monolith. There are women who want to hit on men and want to be hit on by men. That is true. And fitness is like a. It's a very like. It's a sexually charged environment. It's a whatever. It's, it is what it is. And so it's like people are wearing tight clothes in many cases. It's like it's a th- it is what it is. So I just wonder if that's – I would love to know the real truth of why Curves failed. If it was just like mismanagement at the top. It probably had to do with the stock market or why didn't, why didn't Planet Fitness fail? Were they around in the 90s? I don't know. You're saying Planet Fitness is the new curve? They just spray painted purple over the pink? Because remember, all the, that's the other thing. All the workout machines were like pink. And all the signage was pink. It was like it was like I don't know if they told see, men you can't join, but I think it was like a you don't want to come in here. Everything in here is pink. I see, and I think that that's a little 
Because I saw that there was a couple That's men a little that stereotypical. Men were allowed to join, I think, in some markets. Like, why would you, I read about it a little why bit. Why would you think that women yeah. only want pink machines? That's, that, that's Come on, Kurt. Yeah. You could do better. Well, like, even the purple is a lot in Plant Fitness. It's just a lot. Like, I guess it's their brand or whatever, but it's just like, this is so much purple. I think that you're focusing too much on the color and not I need on working to be, out. I need to be working out more. Like, I think you're... I stand around with a notepad and I mock people. That's what I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what you do on here. I don't know. But I mean, listen, businesses, they come and go, John, and and, uh, Curves didn't make it. I think I heard they're still open in some places. They just don't have as many locations. I've not seen one in a long time. I wonder if the CEO of Curves is watching right now. I've done them all. That's the thing is I've not Curves, but I've done every gym. I think I've done every, except Golds, because we'd never had a Golds around where I was at. But I did 180, and I did Workout Anytime, and I did... Planet Fitness, and I've done I've done Planet Fitness more than once, but it's like getting out of these things is a nightmare, right? Have you ever tried yeah. to get out oh, of it? Oh yeah, they have you. I recently had an experience with Regal Cinemas, where Curry has the Regal Unlimited thing. It's on mm. her phone. She was like, "I can go see a movie anytime I want." It's blah blah blah. It's, I go, well, "This is cool." It's twenty five bucks or whatever, and I go, "That's a lot," because it's like eighteen bucks. But then by the time you add any movie or whatever, okay, twenty twenty five bucks. But I go, yeah, but movies are so expensive now. It's two movies a month. And yep. the movies were starting to come back out. Yeah. Once COVID tailed off, I was like, let's do this. And so I thought, well, if I don't use it a lot, and I've not been using it. So I go, I'm going to cancel this. You can't cancel it. No way. You can't cancel it. Like, there's built into their fine print that when you join, you're joining for like a full calendar year. Wow. And if you don't read that little user agreement, which nobody does. So they have me for like whatever 25 Is there like a 50-mile... Usually, I don't know, the old gym thing, it was as long as you moved more than 50 miles away or something, then you could cancel. From any Regal? Yeah, I wonder. That'd be interesting. That'd that'd be hard That's a big, yeah. How do you get away from Regal? You've got to really relocate your life. To get away from a $25. I thought about canceling that card so they couldn't. That'd be really a drastic thing to do. You take take the card that's linked to the app, and then they go, well, what do we do? And you don't don't re-up it for them. Well, then it's going to go to collections. Maybe. Yeah, they'd be like, you're default now because you, you are under contract to pay uh, that bill just anyway, they can't. So here's what happened. It just ended. My little one year had just ended. And then I get an email and it goes, congratulations, you're such and such <laughs> ended. renewed Now you'll be a month to month. Uh, and I go, are you? Because then I got to call them again. Or I, you can't call them. I got to email them. Uh, and then you get a form email back that says, we've received your email. Do not reply <laughs> or whatever. That's a shady company. That's the thing is like I'm bugged by that. Like I'm a free market capitalist. I love all that stuff. It's fine. I mean I I sell my wares. I sell my dumb jokes for a living. I'm not going to be some guy that's out there like just totally decrying capitalism as a whole. But there are some things about it that bug me. And one is when you see companies who have a product and they've built all these weird loopholes and fail safes to keep you trapped in their product. And my thing is – if it's a great product, you shouldn't have to do that. Right. You, know? you wouldn't feel trapped. You'd want to stay. If you make a great thing, people can't wait to sign up for it. You shouldn't be like, hey, once they sign up and we have their email and their credit card, we can get them on the hook for a year. Like there should be somebody in a room going, why would we do that if we love our customers? Uh, but that's the – again, you're you're – like everyone considers capitalism always as like truly free without any restrictions or regulation. Yeah. And the truth is – it was a pretty brilliant plan when movies are going away, especially during the pandemic, yeah. to try to 
think about it. This is a way for them. Well, that, that's been around before the pandemic, though. They've had them memberships like that forever. Yeah, but movies were also in decline before the pandemic yeah. in terms of theaters. So this yeah. this gives them a chance to lock in their revenue for the next year and actually project because everyone could just walk away the next time something goes wrong. I think I think it was a good move on their part. I think you should have read the fine print. You're and right. That you're responsible for yeah. what you signed up for, Johnny. Man. If you want. If yeah. you want the nation, well, if you're thinking, I'm just saying, if you're out there and you're thinking of signing up for Regal Unlimited, just know that they will have you. You like it's one of those things. Like when you shake the hand, it burns. It's like the <laughs> you met the devil at the crossroads. There used to be a great sketch where uh, this guy meets the devil at the crossroads and he sells his soul for the ability to play the guitar, right? And then his hand burns. <gasps> And then the devil goes, he goes, what happens now? And the devil goes, well, you meet me back here 6 a.m. every day and we, I'll start, I'll start teaching you chords. And he was like, I don't just get the ability. He goes, no, no, no. We got to take lessons. Guitar's hard. (laughs) Was that the one with Garth Brooks? No, that's the one where the devil, uh, is going to write him a hit song and the devil's terrible. The devil's Will Ferrell? Yeah, it's Will Ferrell's the devil. He's a terrible (laughs) songwriter. The devil sucks. Yeah. At songwriting. And then at the end, Garth Brooks' character goes, I think I'm just going to strike out on my own. This is what I have is a lot better than this crap. You know? The devil's like, All right, check you later. <laughs> Throws a smoke bomb and he's gone. That's one of my favorite sketches, actually. I actually have a guitar that's a red and black Stratocaster, and it's, it looks like the one from that that the devil played. Hey, speaking of Strat, how yeah. often do you have to replace the battery in your guitar? In my acoustic? In your electric Strat. No, I don't have a battery in my life. Okay, so apparently yesterday at I don't think I have one. Maybe was, maybe some strats don't. I wasn't have that. in there. They couldn't get the bass to work. Oh yeah. And there was a battery. I didn't know a bass. I didn't know nah, an electric. There's not one guitar. in the strat. Okay, so the maze is just a bass thing. Yeah, could be. And not Maybe it's got like guitar. a preamp built in there or something. Mm-hmm. I know you have I like, change one in my acoustic sometimes. Well, yeah. It'll always be like in the middle of a show oh. it'll start clipping out and I won't have been prepared for it. And you gotta go find a nine volt. Yeah. Which then those you are, touch it to your tongue. That is. I wonder if our listeners know that trick. That's a certainly a, a, That's how you it's a musician yourself. thing. Yeah, you shock your tongue to know if the battery works. You can't do it with a regular battery because it's got the two polarized ends. Unless you have, your tongue is enormous. Well, you, you get another person's tongue and you go, "Hey, come here." Oh, you, <laughs> we're just sticking. You do like a, stick the whole battery in your you mouth. You do like a lady in the tramp moment with the battery, <laughs> <laughs> and then you pull away sheepishly. <laughs> It's weird. That's great. It is. Um, but yeah, the battery on the tongue. Uh, it doesn't work for car batteries either. Don't do it to a car battery. I think when I've tried the battery on the tongue a few times, that it's uh, it psychs me out, and I think I feel a shock whether there's one or not. Yeah, I've done that. I'm like, ah. You know, I've done that while I was working on wiring on a house, and I feel like a little tremble. It's like a phantom phantom shock. And you know that the electricity's off. Yeah. Right. There's a great video the other day that would blow your mind. It's almost something I'd rather show you, but... You'll get the idea of it. So this guy, it's a, I saw this on uh, TikTok or Twitter yesterday. So this guy is doing this scientific study, and basically he's got he's in this little cubicle. He has his hands in front of him, and uh, then they take his real hand, one of his hands, and they put it over here, and they put like a divider between it. So okay. and they put a towel over his arm, so he can't see his other hand. And in front of him, they put like a fake rubber hand. Okay. And it's got a sleeve just like his sleeve on his other shirt. So it looks like two hands are in front of him. But one is clearly a rubber hand. It's like a bigger than his hand hand. Yeah. It's like a big rubber hand. And then the guy goes, now I'm going to do something. And so he starts taking a ruler, the edge of a ruler, and rubbing it along like his fingertips, 
But on the other side, he's taking his other hand, he's got a ruler, and he's doing it on the same finger. And he does this for a minute. The guy goes, yeah, I feel that. Well, of course he feels that he's doing it on right. the other side. But then after a while, he takes the ruler away. Okay? Okay. So it's like he's trained this guy's brain no way. that this hand is your hand, and this hand is my hand. <laughs> anyway, so he, uh, so then he starts doing other things. He does it, with the, but he's not got the ruler over here doing it, and the guy is feeling it on his hand. He no goes, way. this is so crazy. And then he starts doing other things. He gets a little uh, – evidently you have uh, reflex. He has a reflex hammer, uh-huh. but you have reflexes in your fingers I didn't know about. So he hits – this is crazy. It looks – if I found out this video was manipulated, it would make me feel almost better yeah. because it was so creepy. It was like a paranormal activity kind of a thing. Yeah. He hits this guy's finger, and on the other side of the video, you see that finger bounce. No You way. see it. And he goes, can you feel it? He goes, it doesn't hurt, but I have the sensation. And so then, in the end, the craziest one, I knew it was going to happen. He brings out a hammer. Oh. And he goes, are you ready? And he goes, for what? And he goes, boom. And he hits the the rubber hand. And the guy pulls his hand away. And he goes, did it hurt? He goes, no. He goes, but it definitely, like. Messed with you. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So it's like your mind is so powerful. He trained this guy's mind. So when I hear we think about phantom pain and all that stuff, because I know you're going through your finger injury. That's why I say, so are you ready to have a rubber finger? Yeah, I still, if you're watching, uh, I still have How many questions do you have to answer about that? Like on a day when you preach and stuff, when people see you Um, gesturing with your hand a lot. It's This splint is smaller than the other ones you've had. You've had some big, gigantic. Very few people, people ask me and always tell them it's a dishonorable injury because I wasn't actually playing volleyball. And oh so, right, you were just a volleyball I parent. Just was there a stray ball comes into the stands? Stopping a ball from hurting other people. Well, that's. I mean, it's sort of noble, but still dishonorable because I mean, what sort of? It's not a very athletic. <laughs> anyway, no, I go to I go Wednesday of this week. Um, yeah, this has been months. It has been. It'll be twelve weeks since the injury, and then I go. That's a long time. Yeah. So I'm. 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 Have you been playing piano or anything? No. I can't play piano. Yeah. I can play guitar. But you type, you write books, John. The doctor told me that I could still type, but I have had like long typing days where it certainly aches. But he recommended not to though, right? I think think he'd rather you didn't because it's going to. He didn't say that. He said, I don't care if you type. It's repetitive stress on that. Yeah, but tip though. It's that it's that the, the finger shouldn't go down. It can go up. So when you type, you're pushing it up. It's down. That's the problem. So it's, um, yeah, I need it to be right. Like yesterday. It is a dumb injury though. You're right. It's dumb. There's it, injuries where you go, oh, well, was, there was, my kid was going to traffic. I threw myself in front of the car. This is not one of those. This is not that. <laughs> like one time my buddy, when I worked at Home Depot, I was going to make a joke about this in my show and say it happened to me, but, and I may do that still. So maybe I shouldn't tell the story, but. This really happened. He was going to eat. He had like he had no voice that day. We're working. We're cashiers together. So yeah. on the line, he goes, "You okay?" I go, "This is your voice tonight. You're going to be a cashier <laughs> at Home Depot with this one." Yeah. I go, "What happened?" He said he was eating. Uh, he was cooking mashed potatoes, like instant mashed potatoes, yeah. and they boy, it's bubbling and and then he's doing like he wanted to see if they were done. And you do that thing where you get the little wood spoon up to your uh. mouth, and he goes, "Right when I got the spoon <laughs> in my mouth, I had a little." He hiccuped so and he drew like boiling, oh, like no. a spoonful of boiling potatoes and just sat on the back of his throat before he knew what was happening. Wow. And it just boiled his uvula. 
Oh my gosh! And so then he had to go to work, and so he goes, "I'm just." I I'm always just thought do this. a boiled uvula was yeah. a delicacy. It is. You've got to try it. Oh, it's so good! You've Isn't got it? To a, try. It's a British. It's very expensive. And they very stuff expensive. it in a cow's stomach or something. Uh-huh. Oh, so yeah. good, mm-hmm. so good. Serve it with capers, maybe. Oh. <laughs> Capers. What is? Curry was trying to explain capers to me. It's like a fermented pea or something. It's a isn't in the pea family. It looks like a pea. Is a caper? Oh, honey, you're yelling at the. You're yelling. Anyway, right it doesn't look like anything I want to eat. I think it may be in like in a in a pickle family. Like a, I think it's a pickled pea. Well, I mean, there's no pickle family. You can pickle anything. <laughs> <laughs> we sound dumber with every sentence. It's amazing. I think it's a pickled pea. I don't think it's a pea. I don't. There's Hang no way. There's I'm no way to know. No, a caper is its own. I'm looking it up. A caper is its own. People are thing. just shouting. A caper is like a. It's like a little. I mean, I think it's how it prepared. It's how it's prepared, Johnny. It's like a lot of things in life. It doesn't matter necessarily what it is. It matters how it's prepared. What is a caper? Here we go. Uh, it's a perennial plant that bears rounded, fleshly leaves and large, white to pinkish white flowers. Hold on a second. The berries. A caper berry, sometimes called a caper berry. Yeah, it's like a little berry. Maybe it's a berry. So it's not a pea. What the heck is a caper? Is one of the. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, has the lemony tang of and brininess of green olive, but with a smack of floral tartiness. Tartness, <laughs> all their own. <laughs> tartiness. Tartiness is when you the, know. That's was, when the capers are late. I was actually. Dinner. I was actually going for olive, and I was. I wasn't. I couldn't get there. Yeah, it's kind of a. It's kind of if an olive and a pea. Well, you keep trying to bring pea into it. Well, Johnny. it looks like a pea. It's a little green berry. No, no. It looks like a. It looks like a little green berry. It looks like a little green berry. You know what else looks like a green berry? Was it a pea? <sighs> I don't like your attitude. Listen, I know you're a big foodie. You should have already known this because you're like you pretend to be this expert on food or whatever. Just because y'all say watch this expert, you pretend to be a miss little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> so here's a here's another dishonorable injury. So last night here's here's a backstory. My dogs are old and fat. Toby's not as fat anymore, but he's definitely old and broke down. You know, Toby almost died and everything. Right. But he's like, he's back to somewhat normal. But they don't run a lot. Yeah, They just don't. Their running days may be over. So if I ever see them running in the yard, they've got something. Yeah, They're on the hunt. Right. Something has gotten into our yard. And it freaks me out because I don't want them killing things in our yard. But it happens sometimes. And they chase down, a, the curry let them out couple few days ago and they chased down a baby rabbit and killed it oh, i think no. it was daisy and to curry hated it because she was like i heard the bunny scream mm-hmm. like right before daisy clamped down on it she heard this little bunny i don't know what the sound was but it was I've it heard, horrified me and i was just I've, like i've heard it i'll tell you about it's horrifying yeah, please please tell me off air <laughs> i can't wait to know so i can hear it in my head you will tell me well, when no, those, ace had one you will tell me when those bunnies stop screaming won't you clarity <laughs> It's, it sounds awful. Ace had one, and I got it from him before. Little Ace chased down a bunny? Ace thinks he's a huge dog. Yeah, that's true. And he had one, and I heard a little ring, 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 and I went over. Right. And I was like, it's like Ace. like the psycho sound. <laughs> <laughs> and I went over, yeah. and I was like, Ace, no. And I got the bunny. I rescued the bunny. Was the bunny in the shower? Did he, Is it? Did he have a little knife? And Ace did not have mm. – he, he did not kill the bunny. So as he wasn't bunny. able to, probably. No, because I no, he would have been able to. You think so? Oh, the bunny's helpless. Ace, maybe ten pounds, but well, ten pounds of pure fury, <sighs> terror. Ten pounds of terror. Yeah. Well, so anyway, I'm like on the lookout because every time we'll pull into our driveway and these 
rabbits hang out in our bushes and they all scurry away when our headlights oh, hit them. everywhere the, right now. And so I was like, don't go into the fence, guys, because there's little gaps under our fence where a rabbit could get through. And I was like, don't go in there. It's not safe in there because we're going to let them out the minute we get home. Right. So sure enough, last night I'm doing my little pest spray on the outside of the house and I'll let them out. Is that a nightly thing? Or? Yeah, it's a nightly thing. God, the best. <laughs> and, then, and then, Pesty, not a sponsor. And then my dog, I hear the sound of them. They're on the hunt. They get uh-huh. that whimpering like, and I hear the scurrying and I'm like, oh no. And I look up. Normally I don't get to them in time. But they were chasing this big rabbit, and it was headed towards the gate. But there's no way to get out. Uh, the, the rabbit must have seen a little gap. And I'm running over to stop them before they can kill this rabbit. And I tripped over my lawn chair. <laughs> and so now I'm doing that thing where you're stumbling. You know you're going to fall. You're just trying to like figure out, where is this going to land? Right. Like, there's no way to correct. Uh-huh. I haven't fallen yet, but I'm doing the one, two, three, offbeat right. steps before you fall. Right. And I just bit it right in the mulch bed of my like oh, backyard, no. and so there's just like mulch chips, and so I have a skinned up knee today. Oh. The rabbit got away though. Okay, I think the rabbit was more scared of me because <laughs> I mean I fell like right as he was getting out the thing, and then Daisy was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> He's what, like, "What do you? This is, is the is only. That? What is that huge dog running <laughs> exactly. at me? <laughs> like... This is the only enjoyment we have." <laughs> the 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 yeah. there is a whole, I guess, drama. Of ace and rabbits in the backyard. Yeah. And I have a little, I have a fence, and then I had to put up like a little chicken type fence. It's not chicken wire. It's like, but it's it's smaller. I had to like put it around mm-hmm. the uh, that fence. I had to zip tie it because Broody and AC could both still fit through the slats. So it's like a fence on, on a fence. And so rabbits get in there like crazy, yeah. and I'm like, Ace will just chase him, and he can't catch him usually. They're super fast, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, a, it's a whole thing. Like, I, I, every night, if I see him, and he loves it. It's like, it is his thing. And I just, after a while, let him chase. I'll watch, because the rabbit can get through. And right. The, guys, the rabbit can get through. Man, I'll tell you and what. The, and the predator cannot. Are we the, Come on, guys. Are we the rabbit, or? Yeah, and if we just run. Wait. Run, there's a. There's a safe exit for us that The name of the Lord enemy, is like a. Chicken wire. It, the rabbit runs into it, and he's, and he's safed. Yeah. Safed. He's safed. <laughs> I did one night, I go out, yeah. and I found under the deck, like, three baby rabbits. Because mm-hmm. Ace, I have chicken, like, wire type stuff under there, and he was over there, you know, doing this thing, you know. Ace sounds like a chimp. Yeah. When he gets something, like, <laughs> like he gets this. It's oh, very, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I kind of pulled him away, got him inside, and I see these three bunnies. So I go and grab a glove, like a big rubber glove thing, uh-huh. and they take off. Because, again, what's scarier, a tiny little right. dog or this you huge too. guy? You know. So there's like a den of them? Like a, they're hanging out down they, there? I, I, yeah. There's three no mom? Of them. One took off under the deck in a way I couldn't find him. Oh. Another stayed put. And then a third, sure enough, ran right into the pool and started swimming. So then I went. He's having the time of his life. And then it, well, it wasn't going to end well because no, he's never. No. He won't find the exit. Right. He won't find the steps. So I go and get the the pool net, and I I mean I almost drowned the poor thing trying to get it out because he kept jumping off and I'm like blah, 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 putting him under and getting the bunnies him, you know? will jump. So I've heard. I finally got him on there settled. Yeah. 
and walked them all the way over into I'd seen some other rabbits in actually my neighbor's yard. Do so you door. assume that they're family just because it's another <laughs> rabbit, John? <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. I got to go leave them with somebody. I can't just, you know, so. This is, I, I this is like rabbit. school integration. You're I'm just like, like eh, whatever. There you go. They're all kids. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So, yeah, I don't know if he. This is something, I'm assuming man. he made it. I don't know. He had chlorine all over him, but what are you going to do? <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Well, you made a new. Maybe they they made new friends and family. Yeah, maybe they. And they can tell their harrowing tale of the man in the gloves who. The man in the. Do you think they think that you saved them, or do you think they were like, that guy was trying to drown me? (laughs) It's hard to know. Like, well, he was either in shock or he trusted me when he got back on the pool net because he didn't move, and I carried him low to the ground in case he jumped. But yeah, I love those videos like that where it seems like animals understand. Like we want so badly for animals to be human. I think it's called anthropomorphizing it is, yes. we want them to have human characteristics sometimes they do sometimes they don't right but sometimes some of the animals are crazy sometimes animals oh, yeah. do crazy thing there was a story last week i'm gonna get it wrong but an elephant had killed somebody like a trainer or something yeah and then he showed up at this was like in india he showed up at the funeral or something and like desecrated the grave or something. It was like some crazy thing where the elephant oh just like gosh. was like, I ain't done. Like, you're like, what? Like elephants, we think of elephants as so genteel and like, they're gentle giants. It's like, this elephant had a beef with this, this dude. Guy, whatever, whatever he did. Whatever he did. Wow. I don't know. But like animals, they do, yeah, they do crazy things sometimes. But we want to see animals, like there's a video of somebody helping like a sloth get across the road and back up into a tree. He's getting, he's stopping traffic and somebody, he's going so slow and he's going to get hit. And then somebody helps him. And then there's the video of him just like, as the guy's driving off, the sloth goes, he just waves slowly. <laughs> and I, it, it melts your heart. Cause you're oh, like, uh, but now, now I don't know if the sloth understands. He was like, leave me <laughs> exactly. alone. Like he's just like, please don't hurt me. It was Maybe he's delayed. telling the other sloths, don't cross yet. You know, whatever. He's like a, it's like a sloth <laughs> crossing, crossing guard. Yeah. Who knows? A sloth crossing guard, Johnny. <sighs> Tell you isn't what. that mm. how many times has it come up in our lives? <laughs> Just the once. That's the once. Today, but yeah. That's enough. It's enough times. Yeah. I don't know. Once is enough. But yeah, I think we do that. I, and I do that a lot. I mean, obviously I'm a dog person and we don't have kids, so that's people always get accused of that. If you have if you have pets and no kids, we're fur parents. Like we don't do the fur kids thing. Yeah. We don't talk about it like that. But uh, my dogs get one lullaby each a night. That is it. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, we tuck them in. No. But we're we're silly for our dogs, but I understand they're dogs, and I don't try to make them humans. But but it's hard not to. There's something about it. Yeah, well, I like to create characters. Yeah, you know, and so I Ace like, has a voice. I know Broody used to have the yeah, British. Ace voice. has a voice. It's not British. Broody doesn't have a British voice. I thought it was British. No, for some reason. No. You want to do the voice for me? I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to do it. There's no <laughs> way. But there is a fun. Part. Hey, can I speak to Brutus real quick? <laughs> the, <laughs> the disembodied spirit of Brutus, real quick. Is what's, he on the line? What's funny is it's a similar voice, but yeah. Ace is Ace is more precarious. Mm. Like it's so funny last night because Ace, we have done some. He he still tries to mark sometimes, and he just. I thought he was all trained and all good. And he he had, was part of the. Got him neutered, right? Yes, and supposed to help for a that. while. It fixed everything, and then I think when it rained, he was inside too long, and. Um, anyway, he's just, he's just, he's like, I gotta say he's three parts rascal, two parts scoundrel. Like he's, mm. he, but he, but he's so loving, like he's a loving dog. Yeah. So I always tell Sadie, is like, look, 
he is a kind dog, but he's not a good dog. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he'll lick your face off and he loves you. Yeah. He's kind-hearted, but he doesn't do the right thing, Johnny. No. And that's, last night I said something about – something about <laughs> – I'm just – I was just ridiculously joking. We were going to bed. I was like, I don't – I said, I think it's because Ace's heart is not good. I think I said something right. like that, you know? And we get into the bedroom uh, to tuck Sadie and she goes, uh, Daddy – do you really think Ace's heart's not good? <laughs> Do you think our dog is evil, Danny? I was like, yes. Only- We're all in a lot of danger. <laughs> I was like, only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, no, I think nighty night. <laughs> he's like, under the bed. I was like, no, he's fine. He's again, he's just a dog. But yeah. but like, and I think Brutus knew. Brutus knew his place, Johnny. Uh-huh. He he was very uh, subversive. Mm. You know, Ace considers himself, I think, like, I think he thinks that we're all there for him, you know, and... Uh, yeah, well, how could they not How could that? you not? Yeah, it's like, we say that about kids now, it's a very child-centered household, yeah. whereas it used to be like parent-centered households, right. you know, maybe in the 50s and 60s, now you have a child-centered household, so everything's about... Tim Hawkins has a bit about that, about like when you go through the drive-through, it's all about their special orders, and right. it didn't used to be that way. When you pull up, you'd be like, if you got... Yeah, you'd be like, right. if you got a sandwich. Right. And then he's like, now it's just like, Daddy, where are my sauces? Where are my sauces, Daddy? You didn't get my sauce. You know, he's just like, everything's about your special orders. And that is true. I mean, so yeah, I mean, my dogs, they think that every time they come inside from going to the bathroom that they deserve a begging strip, which is not bacon, but they don't know it's not bacon. Not a sponsor either. But it could be. Wouldn't begging strips be a good sponsor? Hey, come on, begging strips. It's not even close to bacon. Like, it looks like Play-Doh. Well, they'd eat that too. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like, what is it? It looks plastic. Like, have you ever held a bacon strip? It feels like a rubber. It feels like a fake piece of bacon that you would give to a dog and go, they chewed this up and swallowed it? Like, you'd be alarmed that they are now ingesting it's this. obviously something that they've... It's that a they've synthetic. Broken down. Yeah, it's something right. synthetic that's edible that they... They couldn't put real bacon in a no, bag. No, they flavored it with bacon. Yeah. Does it say made with real bacon? Oh, I'm sure it's made with real bacon flavor. One percent, yeah, flavor and tiny. It's like whenever you see something that says chocolatey coated, you're like, mm. why are you saying chocolatey? Right, or this something that says this... dessert topping instead of whipped cream. <laughs> you're like, I don't listen. Chocolate don't have to hide what it is. Okay, listen, chocolatey. Ace, if he hears the word treat, he has to come inside. But if he's out chasing rabbits, he won't come. Has to shake the bag. Well, we shake the bag now. He's so stubborn. Sometimes he'll just look at you like, "No, nah, not ready yet." I'll get. I'll get one anyway when I do come back in. Well, no. Oh, you I've don't. started now. I've just been playing look at hardball. You. Like, Being hey, firm. Hey, obedience means you did it now. And if you're not going to do it now, you don't get to come inside. I'm going to count to three, young and man. Get a treat. <laughs> None of this is working. No. By the way, see, because the deal is, he doesn't understand me. No. I don't know if you're aware of that, but no. like again, he doesn't get it. And a real good owner would actually train him. And I don't just don't have time for that. And I'm not a good person, so it's maybe okay. you're the bad one. No, there's no doubt. I'm a bad owner. Well, that's what Caesar Milan would say, right? There's no bad dogs, just bad owners. I don't know. Bad uh, fur parents. I don't know. There was a dog that attacked my dog one time, and he was, well, that, he, was a, he was a bad dog. But don't you think it's the bad owner that let that dog have that bad behavior? He was a rescue. I think when dogs do crazy things, sometimes it's instinct. Like if a dog attacks a smaller dog or a dog attacks a, a rodent or something, yeah. like it's acting on instinct. You can't – it's hard to get mad, especially if it's like it came on your property. But like that's not what happened, right? Did the, did, did, no, uh, Brutus went on his property. It was yeah, the day we so moved that's, in. That's yeah. hard to – Nah, still. I think it's on Brody. Oh. <sighs>
I rule in he favor did, of the defendant. He did roam over there. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I Rest don't know. Rest in peace, Broody. I'm sorry. Broody. Yeah. Uh, Broody's a good dog, man. Yeah. Good it dog. is weird, though, because like, my dogs are good dogs, but if they bit somebody, I would be... I would just be fly. I understand why people get so flabbergasted if their dog does something crazy out of character. Sure. He never does. Like my dog really doesn't, but it could happen. They, you know. By the way, I thought of a joke you used to tell the other day that I I don't know why you've retired it. Okay. About dogs. Remember about the the was it Jehovah's Witness coming to your no? It was a door? Mormon. It was a Mormon. And, the Mormons are on their bikes, and you'd be like the dog chased one of me, fell into a ditch, and your big, that really happened too. Your big tagline was, uh, I didn't know what to say. I was like, sorry, he is Lutheran. Yeah, so it's like. A, you know, but I actually tell that now again. I'm started telling oh, it again. I told it. Where did I tell it? I told it when I did my dry bar because I asked him before. I was like, I said, I know you guys don't probably don't like any jokes about Mormonism because it's in Provo. You shoot yeah. these in Provo, Utah. So it's a pretty like Mormon stronghold. And that's not to say all the people in the audience sure. are Mormons, but it's a lot. And I just didn't want to do the whole thing of like everybody comes to Provo and does like a, I got six wives joke, which that's not even in Mormonism anymore. Right. And um, they usually be like, don't do that joke. It's stupid. Don't don't do it. Don't waste time trying to like. Plus, you don't want to do a joke that's very specific to the crowd that you're in when they're going to release it nationwide. Right. It's usually a bad move because yeah. then it's like, guys, I heard in. I remember uh, Cat Williams did a thing on his special one time. He shot in Jacksonville, and he did like 15 minutes about Jacksonville, and like oh, people wow. in Jacksonville loved it because it was very specific and they knew like Jacksonville has some very weird things about them. Like the river runs backwards in spots. And so people know that they live in Jacksonville. Wow. It's like a really weird thing about Jacksonville. There's part of where the river appears to run backwards. So he talked about it, and I was just like, yeah, but this doesn't work on Netflix. Right. I don't live in Jacksonville. So anyway, I didn't want to get in that whole thing. But I did ask him. I said, I've got this one joke I wanted to do. And I told it to the people. Like, oh, you got to do that. That's great. They'll love it. And they did. So that'll wow. be on the new. Well, I'm glad it's So back. that bit's going to be on the new dry bar, even though it's like, I think I wrote that joke when I've been doing comedy like a year. I wonder if there's a sermon equivalent. I wonder if like people to chasing people into a ditch. No, because <laughs> there's repeat concepts that I bring back. Oh yeah, you know uh, that I wonder from if, Osteen's sermons. Right, right. Sermons dot com. Uh, <laughs> but like this, this like like there you have you have themes. Yeah, and I think people will get really sick of it uh-huh. when a preacher has a theme. Uh-huh. And he keeps returning to like, oh, we get it, you know, but it's also like I retold a story the other day. I think you may have been there. Maybe. Um, I retold a story. What was the story, Johnny? John, if you don't even know the story. I think it was, I've retold, I've retold the story a few times, but I told, I retold the story of my wife, you know, um, a few weeks back of, oh, I told, I've retold two stories recently. Yeah. One is that she, we were driving it was getting dusky. She was like, John, you can turn the lights on. I was like, hey, you're still wearing your sunglasses. Oh, right. right. So it's the whole thing of like, is your vision being right. your lenses, the lens you're looking through? You're looking through. You think that it's, yeah, yeah. So, you know, ha and, and But it, it helps. And then Laura goes, you need to stop telling that story. You need to- <laughs> <laughs> she, she's fine. She's fine with that way because it doesn't, it doesn't make her look. I mean, anybody, right. you know, yeah. you have your glasses on, you know. The other one was whenever I, um, I, I think, I don't, I'm assuming I've told this on the podcast, but I... Ran through a pile of like gravel one day when mm-hmm. I was running, and it felt like I stepped on like a hypodermic needle. Like, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. needle went into my foot, and it, it I couldn't find anything. I kept running; it was fine. And so after that, like every time I hit uneven ground, You'd I would feel have that this pain. slight pain, and I really thought my foot 
Yeah. Because I can it was pop. It's like plantar fascia or something. I can pop my foot a little bit in the middle of my foot. I know it's crazy. I have like a joint pop there. Look at you. I know. It's crazy. I thought, but I'm getting, I'm developing some sort of arthritis or some sort of condition in my yeah. foot. So months and months I ran and just tried to avoid the uneven ground. And Spiritually. I, was, I was running over a bridge of my favorite runs, like a six mile run at, at my wife's uh, family reunion in Paris Landing, Tennessee. Yeah. And I was running, ran through something and it just hurt like the dickens. And for some reason that day I stopped, took off my shoe again mm-hmm. after months of being convinced something's wrong with my foot. And I noticed a thorn. I had to fish it out, had somehow gone into the sole of my shoe and like disappeared. Like you could barely see the entry point. And it was like the exact right height for the sole of my shoe that as long as you weren't on uneven ground, Uh, the the edge of it wouldn't poke through. But once you get off into rough terrain. Yeah. Where there's only one set of footprints. Wait. Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. I can't. <laughs> Mixing metaphors. And so it was like it was a great sermon illustration. Like I have yeah. a picture of the shoe with the thorn right next to it, the exact right height. Right. And like this whole time, and you know, there's so many places you could take it, but like this whole time, you know, you just keep assuming, and, and there is something wrong with us. But like you know, if you're redeemed in, in Christ, then at some point in time, it is it's no longer you. You're no longer the sin. Like you're no longer defined as just the guy who was addicted to this or, or the person who struggles with this. Like that is still – it still wants to stick you, but don't make the mistake of thinking that there's something wrong with you in Christ. It's whenever, a thorn in the flesh, John. That there's some – well, it literally was a thorn in the flesh. So, But but I just wonder if someone – because I remember someone will come afterwards. Yeah, I remember you telling that story you know, a couple of years back. I don't think it gets the same punch as a joke that you get to retell. No, retelling a joke is uh, – way harder because like you're not telling it with the idea that like it's going to have the same emotional impact maybe that's different than telling because jokes are about surprise right so you can't like if i was if i was i've talked about it before but i was was in a band and we had five songs go if we had one hit song even one right you could play that song and if people like remember they if you don't play that song they get mad right but if i have a joke that's a big yeah. People know all the curves. They know all the things. Yeah. But it takes away the punch. Like that's yeah. what a punchline is. It feels like a, a whiplash of you you realize all at once that A plus B equals three. And you can't right. – like once you know A plus B equals three, you see it coming. It's like uh, Anthony Jeselnik who's a comedian. He writes a bunch of like jokes with really dark endings. But it's like he knows how to make the pun- – and his punchlines are always very like – his jokes are very short sometimes. And he knows how to make the exact last words the most important part. A plus B equals three. Like one he just wrote that I saw uh, him do. He said uh, uh, studies have shown that people eat uh, seven spiders every time I cook for them. <laughs> That's a great joke. That's great. Because like you don't know where he's going until the very last words. Yeah. That's a perfect joke. Yeah. But if I tell it again, it's not as funny. Yeah. But there's also, again, you can't discount that, like you said, almost that sense of a shared. Yeah. I get that. If somebody heard it years ago or something, I hope he does. Like, like we went it... to see Gaffigan. Yeah. You, know, you want him to do Hot Pockets. They, he went on a Hot Pocket tear. Yeah. And Got everybody, he's like, they were almost When something becomes in. like a cultural, right. that was like a touchstone. Yeah. Everybody heard that bit. If you've never heard the Jim Gaffigan Hot Pockets bit, go Google it. It's one of the best pieces of stand up. 
yeah. in our culture in the last 20 years. But probably. he went on for like 10 minutes. So great. He had all these – you could tell he had a billion of them yeah. that he had developed well, over the years. Well, you've got to develop more too. Right. That's one thing that he got really great about and kind of what set Gaffigan apart was if he was going to do a joke about bacon, he would do seven minutes about bacon. He would leave nothing right. left. No angle is left. Right. So to the point where you'd be frustrated, be like, well, I have a bacon joke, but he just did it. He did all of the bacon jokes like possible. Because I, I had a joke, because he writes a lot about meat and food. He has a lot of food issues, and I do too. And so there, that's happened a couple of times where I was getting ready to record a uh, special, and I think I had a joke about uh, fishy fish. When you go, like, if your meat is that good, why is the marketing for it that it doesn't taste like what it is? <laughs> You know, right. like it's not a fishy fish. This oh, fish good. Is too fishy. Like they don't say that about beef. You know, nobody says like it doesn't taste like a steak, does it? Oh, you mean delicious? <laughs> so it was a joke that I had, and I was proud of it. And I was like, I'm going to record this. And then Gaffigan came out with like a couple specials ago, maybe three or four ago, and it had a very similar oh. run. And it was, but I go whatever, you know. But that's Gaffigan. He's going to find like the exact. He leaves no meat on the bone, is what you would say in a comedian world. But yeah. it really is with him. It's always about meat, but. <laughs> like if he's going to talk about chicken, you're never you, – like get out of the way. Done, right? Yeah, chicken is done. You can't talk about chicken anymore because he is he has exhausted that topic. Yeah. And I think no comic before him really ever did that other than Carlin. George Carlin was that way with something where he would take like a word that we say and then he would say it a hundred – George Carlin almost had like a preacher vibe where he would say – he would repeat the premise. Chris Rock does it too. He repeats the premise. Yeah. And then he, he makes arguments for it along the way. He has one joke about, can white people say the N-word? Can white people say the N-word? And the answer is, not really. And then he explains more. But the question remains, can yeah. white people? And the answer is, not really. And then he keeps going. And I go, this is a preacher. He's a Baptist preacher yep. who curses. <laughs> you know, that's what he is. But, yeah, I don't know. I do like that, though. But, I, but you're right. I think there are... Like when I went to tour with Tim Hawkins, he would have that. They people would be mad oh, if he didn't. Yeah. He would be mad if he didn't sing Yoga Pants, though. Right. With songs, it's a little bit different. You get away with more. That's true. And they're remembering the first time they heard it. It's right. almost like Freebird or whatever. Yeah. It's an that's kind of a connection to it, especially if it's a parody, because then you're connecting to the old song and the funny song. Right. So it's almost like cheating. It's yeah, crazy. that's true. Yeah, yeah. You're getting away with like. Hey, you like Kings of Leon? Well, here's my Kings of Leon parody with right. funny words to it. And they're like, oh, it's like a double whammy. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It's also the double fee you have to pay for yeah. the licensing. Sorry, Kings so, of Leon. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. They got their money from me. They got their, they got their pound of flesh. Hey, but you, you want to know how much it costs to listen to this podcast? Um, $1 million? It's actually free. But it doesn't have to be free, but it is. Uh, wait, I don't it, understand. <laughs> the answer is not really. Not really. <laughs> and like if you wanted to listen to the podcast for yeah. free, where would you go? You would go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com mm. forward slash Regal Unlimited. No, <laughs> no. Uh, talkaboutthatpodcast.com where you can find all uh, 200 plus archived episodes. Listen to them all. And a lot of people are doing that, John. They're going yeah. back. They're, they want to hear the history of our neurosis well, yeah. as played out in audio form. Isn't neuroses in the plural? Like neurosis is what happens to your liver if it takes in too that's, much cynicism. That's Isn't true. That like, oh, wow. That's like something. <laughs> neurosis. I've gotten neurosis of the liver. Wow. Yeah, my happened. liver's become self-aware. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, go there. And if you want to click on the Patreon and you want to give a few shekels, that's fine, too. You can help us make more things. Uh, that's how we pay for three-camera shoots and soundboards and microphones and all that good stuff. But listen, if you want to continue... 
uh, mooching off of us, that's fine too. Uh, we welcome you to the table. Uh, yeah. Not in like a, a newfound bunny <laughs> that's deposited into our yard. We're going to take care of it. We're not going to... Right. You know? I mean, or if you're like swimming around in the pool and gigantic you, don't, you don't know gloved, what to do. A gigantic gloved man just dropped you here. <laughs> We're going to feed you. Right. We're going to take you to... But the, if you... Listen, if you're a bunny that maybe gets a job, you get a promotion, yeah. you start making a little money, you want to be like, hey, hey. I want to give back to that thing that I... And that's okay too. This metaphor is probably that thing that almost killed me in my mind. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's us guys. We're yeah. here. So. Anyway, so if you want to do that, that'd be great too. Also, uh, follow John on his link tree, and uh, you can find out about all the new book projects and all the current book projects. Follow me on at johnnyw.com, and you can uh, follow me on social media. I got some cool things happening on my Instagram. I want to say that because there's this new app called uh, NGL. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. NGL. And I think it's a trend now that by the time this episode comes out, it'll, it'll be, already be yeah, lame. It'll be passed. But I decided to do it because it's interesting. You can send like anonymous questions and comments to somebody. They don't know what you wrote. So I thought it was kind of fascinating and a way to do kind of like an ask me anything. Wow. So I've been answering those on my – but you have to follow me on Instagram, which is a very Instagram-based yeah. app. So you have to follow me on Instagram and go to my stories to see the answers. And you can submit a question on there. So if anybody – you have any questions for – we need to do one of those for the podcast. That would be a good idea. Yeah. Do a podcast-related uh, NGL. Yeah, you can always email us as well. You can email me at john at johndriver.com. But that's not an app. That's it's not, not as, cool. as cool. I know. And there's no instant gratification. I do appreciate all of you who've sent us uh, such yeah. amazing feedback. Yeah, amazing we've had great feedback. reviews and great yeah. uh, ratings. So continue to do that. That helps other people find the show when you do that. So please do that. Yeah. Guys, we do enjoy doing it every week, and we look forward to doing it again next week on Talk About That. do when the world around you is falling apart it's amazing to me how many people are breathing air they're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do but if you really ask them they know that on the inside they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead if we're not careful all of us can experience that death when what we need to do even as the world around us is falling apart we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.